This is God's servant Philip Koshikoshi. I am the pastor of Revelation Church. Thank you for tuning into our podcast. I pray that you will experience the power of God's word in all its richness and glory. May your faith be revived, your mind be renewed, and your body be healed in Jesus' name. Praise the Lord, church. It's such a joy to be together, to see all these faces. Yes, it's such a joy to be in the presence of God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise God. It is a joy to be in the presence of the Lord. And uh, like it was prayed, I want to encourage you that something has already transpired. Uh, there is a blessing upon your life for these decisions that you make. Yes, to, um, to fellowship, to study the Word of God. It's tremendous blessings. Your future has already been affected. Those of you that are watching us online have decided to sit and study God's Word or to pursue, seek God. Something's already happened to your future. Amen. 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 Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And I was blessed by those of you that were called me up or you texted me about how the Lord ministered to you. There was a homework that was uh, passed on last week. And I hope that all of you, those of you that are watching us at home as well, that all of you took an effort to ask the Holy Spirit if you need to do something like that. And I know that those of you that did, I'm sure it was a blessing for you. Yes, to recognize what and... Um, um, what are the mountains, what should be mountains in your life to direct you, to encourage you. And uh, I hope that you, you went about that exercise. Praise God. Praise the Lord. The mountains of God are the, are the things that matter. And that is a clear teaching through Scripture. That which has maximum influence on, on you should be the mountains that God has raised. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Let us read from Matthew chapter 5. I'll read from verse 1 to verse 12. And um, we shall open our mouths with Jesus. And uh, we shall also, as is been custom with us for the last couple of months as we've been doing this passage. I hope you join with me in reading the latter portions of each beatitude. So I'm going to read from verse 1. Matthew chapter 5 verse 1 says, When Jesus saw the crowds, he went up on the mountain and he sat down and his disciples came to him. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. You know, I love to stir you up. And uh, it is something the Spirit of God uh, doesn't allow us uh, ministers to, to, to sort of switch off. We, we cannot switch off in this area. Uh, yeah, because the reality is angels, in our, angels are in our midst. The reality is the Holy Spirit is here. The reality, I don't, I don't know what you feel, but I, I want you to know the reality is uh, the angels of the Lord are here. The presence of Jesus is here. And these are very special times. Even as I read, read verse 1, in my heart the Spirit is echoing 
that we are in a mountain experience right now. As we read these scriptures, Jesus opens his mouth and he is ministering and speaking and teaching us. Hallelujah. Spectacular time. This is a spectacular time. Praise God. This is a spectacular time. You know, we have to do a lot of hard work in the physical, you know, to make things spectacular. Hmm? We need pyrotechnics. This week, me and the children were watching a whole bunch of Christian um, concerts. And uh, one of the things that you notice at these concerts is the amount they have to uh, put into the lights and the moving lights and the uh, firecrackers. And, and so some of, the, um, some of what we saw was uh, uh, from the 80s and the early 90s. So um, you can imagine the amount of cans. They call it cans. Yeah, these, these lights. Uh, for every light, they had, every color, they had to be a different can. Nowadays, with these RGB lights, all sorts of things we're doing with a single can. Those days there. So, so, so much to get. And uh, may your eyes be opened. May your eyes be opened. To always recognize the glory of the presence of Jesus. To always recognize the glory of the presence of Jesus. Hmm. All of you had uh, tea and uh, hmm? you're reminding me of the uh, you're reminding me of the multitudes on the third day they had not eaten anything. Yeah. Yes, blood is flowing from your heart to the extremities of your body. Everything's okay. Yes. Yeah. Yes. You have a voice. Do you have a voice? Yeah. You know, use that voice. I don't know what all you used it for today. I hope you used it for the glory of God. <laughs> but uh, this is a great opportunity to um, open that mouth and um, declare the glory of God. Hallelujah. I feel like these uh, PT masters... Mm, it's like those, it's like our football matches. <clears throat> Initially, there's the, yeah, the stretches and all. <clears throat> I feel like making you do some spiritual stretches right now. <laughs> hmm? Praise God. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. I mean, you'd be surprised the amount of ruckus and... Uh, yeah, the ones that are sitting right now absolutely quiet, you should see them on the football field. It's like uh, somebody was sharing with me, uh, it's, every church should have some sort of sports ministry happening. Because in church, everyone's got their masks, masks are on and, and they've got their gloves and their protective suit. And I don't know what all you guys are wearing when you sit here. But on the field, everything comes off. I mean, you should, you should see Ben on the field. Abel. Uh, the other day, I'm, I'm, I was surprised. He's defending sonic defenses happening. 
Huh? There's uh, all sorts of sounds. I mean, the loudest person in the football field is sitting at the back. Yes. He is not only, uh, he is not only, uh, yeah, that's right, Binoy. Uh, he is not only, he is not only guiding his team, he's guiding the other team also. Uh, he's, uh, he's everything. He's, uh, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a, I mean, it's a, it's a, you have to come. I'm sure there was Debbie and uh, Deeps had uh, joined us uh, last week. They were spectators. I'm sure you were like, who's that? Looks like the same person in church, but doesn't sound like the same person. Doesn't, uh, you know, what's going on? So please, I encourage you. Yeah. I encourage you that in the presence of Jesus, the presence of Jesus let loose. In the presence of Jesus, that nobody knows you like Him. This is a place to be. Uh, you know, you we must come to a, a, such a. See, look at what Jesus did. The King of Kings and the Lord of Lords, the Son of God, the Creator of the universe. That in His presence, the disciples had such freedom. The disciples had such freedom. I don't know. Um, when you read the Gospels, do you see the kind of freedom that the disciples had to be themselves? Am I right? You read the Gospels and you read um, uh, the interactions of the disciples with Christ. The interactions of the disciples with Christ. And you can do a, a, a character study a very good one of each disciple. Hallelujah. 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 So let me uh, get this idea out of your head that in the presence of Jesus, you must be somebody else. In the presence of Jesus, you should be who you're supposed to be. In the presence of Jesus, you have to be who you're supposed to be. A child of God. A worshipper of, of the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. You know, when you read those passages of scripture where it speaks about Jesus and the disciples and how they entered Jerusalem and the ruckus the disciples were making. You know what Jesus said? He said, if they do not make ruckus, if they don't make a ruckus, the stones will make a ruckus. Praise God. Praise God. Danny. You must get used to making a loud noise in the church. Michael, that was a brave attempt. You can try it again. You can try it again. That's right. Praise God. I want to hear. Yes, 
what I hear in the football field. When I say praise God, I want to hear one of those. Yes, it's like scoring a goal. Saying praise the Lord is like scoring a goal. May the revelation dawn upon you. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Bible study should be a noisy place when we are worshiping God together. When it resounds with your spirit, you know, open your mouth and declare the glory of God. When it resounds with your spirit, open your mouth and declare the glory of God. Praise God. When you see Jesus walk on the water, yeah, when your eyes are opened and you see what God is doing with your life, do the oohs and the ahs and the thank you, Jesus. Praise God. Say thank you, Jesus. You know, say it out. Thank you, Jesus. When Jesus saw the crowds, he went up on the mountain and after he sat down, verse 1 of chapter 5, his disciples came to him and Jesus opened his mouth and began to teach them saying, blessed are the poor in spirit. There's a layer of protection because it's a live stream. Some of you got it. So I'm going to try that again. Hallelujah. Let this be broken in Jesus' name. I, I don't know what is the problem. Use your voice. Use your voice. A voice was given to you to direct the direction of your life. Amen. Praise the Lord. Blessed are the poor in spirits. Blessed are those who mourn. So I'm going to do it again. What you, you, you do must stir the person around you. It must stir. It is your responsibility. Ken, it is your responsibility to stir people around you. It is. You have a role to play. The Pharisees and, uh, and the religious leaders told Jesus, keep, tell them to keep quiet. Who is speaking? Through them. Yeah, it's not rocket science. What does the adversary want you to do? Where you're supposed to understand. There's a place to keep quiet and there is a place yeah, where you, you make a joyful noise. So, let me uh, give you one more opportunity to stir the person next to you. I believe that these words proceeding out of your mouth, if you study anything about how sound works, it bounces all over the place. 
Do you know that? From this source that you are listening, your ear is picking up this voice, this sound wave is bouncing all over this room. That's the nature of sound waves. How it works. It's bouncing all over the place. Even in that study you will realize God wants you to use your voice to proclaim blessing. What you say with your voice affects everything. What you say with your voice affects everything. So, blessed are the poor in spirits. I shall do that again. Blessed are the poor in spirits. Ah. Let's do that again. Blessed are the poor in spirits. Blessed are those who mourn. Blessed are the gentle. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness. Blessed are the merciful. Blessed are the pure in hearts. Blessed are the peacemakers. Blessed are those who have been persecuted for the sake of righteousness. Blessed are you when people insult you and persecute you and falsely say all kinds of evil against you because of me. Let's do this together. Verse 11. Rejoice and be glad for your reward in heaven is great. For in the same way they persecuted the prophets who were before you. Praise God. Be glad. Your reward in heaven is great. I'm, uh, I'm standing in the midst of a people whose reward in heaven is great. It's incredible, isn't it? So we are, we are at uh, verse, verse 6. That's right. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they shall be satisfied. Hallelujah. Last week we considered this passage, um, especially the first section. Uh, Blessed means happy. Everybody say happy. Happy. Yes. Say happy. Happy. And uh, we we realize that this this verse is starts with blessed and ends with. Is that amazing? Starts with blessed and ends with. You satisfied? Are you satisfied? Starts with blessed and ends with satisfied. This is the bracket, if you were to look at it in a certain way. The parenthesis, this this is what happens to those. I'm going to say it again. It's the brackets. It's what happens to those. Those who hunger and thirst for righteousness. There is happiness, huh? There is happiness in righteousness. Glory. You're saying? There's happiness in righteousness. Happiness, happiness. When you say praise the Lord, there is happiness. It's a righteous act. People are not happy because, you know, they're not allowing righteousness to have its way in their life.
Hallelujah. This is a coveted group. Who do you consider to be a coveted group? Your boss. The CEO. The guy with the Porsche. I'm just picking random things in my head. Hmm? The guy with the DW drums. The guy with the six-figure salary. All of you are looking like you don't even know, you know, hey, yeah, no. What do we covet? What is this group that we must covet? What is the group that the scripture says must be coveted? Uh, a group to be jealous of. Are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You're a coveted group. You who are seated here, seeking the righteousness of God, you are to be coveted. Bill Gates should covet you. Then he'll put on some sense. Jeff Bezos, you know, he, he needs to covet this, what you are doing right now. Blessed and satisfied. Glory, satisfied. Whew. Blessed and satisfied are those who hunger and thirst for. That's another way to read this, uh, this beatitude. Blessed and satisfied are those who hunger and thirst We considered last week, Jesus is using food language. He's using the language for food. Hunger and? So it's a basic need. There's probably one or two of you that have missed last week. I don't know if you watched the, the telecast, I'm not sure. But I'm just going to recap a little bit. When Jesus says hunger and thirst, it means a basic need. We, we, uh, we uh, schedule our entire day, we schedule the entire day according to this basic need. You've got to have your breakfast, you've got to have your lunch, you've got to have your snack. You've got to have your snack before dinner. And you've got dinner and some of you snack at 12 o'clock in the night. And, you know, you, uh, I, I, I want to remind you that, see, the planning is extreme. You have a room called kitchen. You've got an entire room dedicated to a basic need. You know, it's uh, uh, 3 BHK. I mean, without the K, you're not buying that BH. Yeah, it's so important. I mean, uh, you, you plan out your week. You know, Paul was telling me the other day, or was he telling me or somebody else, Provision Monday. That's how he calls Mondays. The mon Monday is Provisions Monday. The day you go out and purchase stuff for the rest of the week. Your provisions. And uh, it's the same for me. Provisions Monday. So you, you've got your whole week, you've got your entire day planned out 
by this basic need. And Jesus uses the language of a basic need. Hunger. In other words, your day should be planned according to righteousness. You got a time in the morning, you got a time in the afternoon, you got a time at four o'clock, you got a time in the evening, you got a time at midnight. Some of you are like, I'd be happy if just if there was, you know, one time in the day at least. It has to be a basic need. Blessed are those who hunger, who feel the hunger and thirst for righteousness. It's a constant need. It's a basic need. It's a constant need. I mean, just because you had, uh, imagine your, your spouse comes to you and say, you had breakfast yesterday. So I thought today we'll just skip it. Hmm? Mama came up to you and said, you had breakfast. In the breakfast, Vanda. Acceptable. You'll be like, Dada, something wrong with mama. <laughs> you'll be, you know, you'll be worried about the mental constitution of the person that has just told you this ridiculous statement. You had breakfast yesterday, so we'll skip it today. You know, Abel has that look. I had never thought anybody, you know, in your wildest imagination, you can't even say that, you know, you can't construct it. It's a difficult thing. Then you're talking about marital issues. <laughs> you understand? It's a constant need. Yesterday's breakfast won't do today. Unless it's old chapatis. Have you guys had old chapatis? Amazing. Anyway, I have sidetracked from the topic. <laughs> you know, it's a daily constant requirement. You have such an amazing countenance about you. You make me want to ask you things. You know, I hope that you have a word that you received from God today. Hmm? Yeah. Something God spoke to you. It's like, if I asked you what you had, Ben, what do you have breakfast? Yeah, you. Yes. Huh? Hey, what happened? He didn't have breakfast. <laughs> you woke up late. Your wife is not around? She, huh? You had tea. And what you had for lunch? Huh? Huh? Tell me, tell me more. Chor, sambar, for those of you who are watching. Uh, chor, sambar, fish, thorin, fritters. Huh? Okay, nice. I'd love to go through the entire, uh, entire church. I mean, he described not just one item. Huh? He told me about the fries also. <clears throat> Ken, what do you have for breakfast today? Upmao. Nice. Upmao and uh, was it bananas? Or was it some fish curry? Or... If I'm making you all hungry... It says, blessed are those who hunger. (laughs) 
So the Lord has a, has a buffet for us. He has a very detailed um, uh, plan for things that we are to consume as far as righteousness is concerned. It's a constant need. You need to have a word for everything that you are doing. You need to have a word for everything that you are thinking. You need to receive from God concerning everything you're thinking, the way you're feeling. It's a constant need. It's a basic need. It's a constant need. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus feed me. It says, um, blessed are those who hunger and thirst. So basic need, constant need. It is a prerequisite. Third thing about the, what the Lord is conveying here. It is a prerequisite to enjoy anything. If you're hungry and thirsty, I can uh, put you in a Rolls Royce. Yes, you, something came up in your mind. Yes. Yes, it does. If you're hungry and thirsty, say hungry and thirsty. Hungry and thirsty. Say it like you feel it. Hungry and thirsty. Hungry and thirsty. I mean, I can put you in a Rolls Royce. It's not going to satisfy you. I mean, you, a burger will be uh, far greater worth. Upamao uh, will be greater than Rolls Royce. I can imprison you in a Rolls Royce, I'm telling you. Give you three days and you'll be like, Upamao. <laughs> anything for Upamao. If you want to enjoy anything, then hunger and thirst are things that must be met. Similarly, you want to enjoy married life, righteousness is prerequisite. Must feed on righteousness and you will enjoy your marital life. It will uh, come to a whole great level. It's brilliant, I'm telling you. Throw the unrighteousness out. Unrighteousness will zap the life out of you. It will bring death to your relationships. It will bring death to your marriage. But righteousness will cause great fruit. Great gain. It is a prerequisite to all happiness. Praise the Lord. It is a prerequisite to all happiness. To all joy and enjoyment. That's why we considered this and we closed last week. Psalm 16 verse 11. You will make... Psalm 16 verse 11. You will make known to me the path of life in your presence. In your presence. Did you experience the presence of Jesus today? I need an answer. Are you experiencing the presence of Jesus in this place? There's fullness of joy. In your right hand. And if you study the right hand in scripture, it is, um, in fact, it's connected with the word righteousness itself. Right hand, righteousness. His righteous right hand, you will find it repeated many times in scripture. His righteous right hand. In other words, in your righteousness, there are pleasures forevermore. Glory. 
Yeshwe. Thank you, Jesus. Hunger and thirst for righteousness. Plan out your days. Yes, plan out your day that you may have yeah, a, a healthy intake of righteousness. It'll change your life. Those of you listening to us, those of you hearing us, I want you to know it will change your life. That you, you decide, I'm going to plan my day out to, to allow righteousness into my life. If I get a break in my class, uh, if I have a period off, if I, I want to spend some time um, praying, I want to spend some time reading the word of God, I want to spend some time, uh, uh, like you heard, uh, exercising the gifts of the Holy Spirit, I want to spend some time, it will transform your life. It will transform your life. Your countenance will change. Those are the greatest decisions you make in life. It will change. It will change your life. Praise God for righteousness. Praise God for righteousness. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The word uh, righteousness, I'm going to try and pronounce it as best as I can in Greek, is daikusune, righteousness. It is the character, of quali- character or quality of being right or just. Character or quality of being right or just. You cannot separate righteousness. Uh, you cannot separate uh, in righteousness, there is that which is right and that which is just. You can't separate this. Hallelujah. You can't separate it. In fact, in the English language, in the old English, the word was right wiseness. Sometimes you wonder why these things, you know, why did we change that one? But in, the, in, in Old English, it was right wiseness. <laughs> That's a Bible study in its, you know, right wiseness. Are you wise? Are you wise? Are you wise? Who today did you have some apples of gold? Yes. Uh, uh, yes. Did you have those uh, hanging in different parts of your day today? Or does your day look like one, you know, dark, deep, dark well? I couldn't think of anything else to. <laughs> it's like, uh, what happened today? There should be these, these shining, you know, um, moments of righteousness and enjoying righteousness uh, just spread out through your day. Moments of speaking in tongues. Moments of praying out to God and, and knowing that He heard you. Do you pray out to God today and did God hear you? 
You know, you, 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 you have that assurance. Do you have that moment today? Don't answer me. I know some of you will just, you, know, you, you feel the pressure to answer yes, no, whatever. I want you to examine. Examine for yourself. Do you have moments today where you heard God say yes? This must be your daily experience. Daily experience. You pray about something and God says yes. Yes? Woman of God. Yes? You pray for your, your son and uh, Jesus says yes. I'll, I will take care of that. You pray about your future and the Lord said yes. Ken? You garnered some of those yeses today? Or no's? God's no's are as glorious as his yeses. Right wiseness. Right wiseness. Hallelujah. Jesus' definition of righteousness is the consistent definition of all scripture. Being right and just in the eyes of God. Praise the Lord. Righteousness is being right and just in the eyes. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Don't leave righteousness outside the football field. Bring it in. Don't leave righteousness outside your house. Some of us are righteous till we, you know, pass the door of our homes. Oh, yeah, that, throw the coat out. That, you know, when you get into uh, homes in, in colder places, they'll have this coat. And as you enter in, there's a section in the house, you know, before the next door, there's a section where you take that, you take that coat off yourself and you hang in there. I hope that's not how righteousness is for you. I hope it's not a swinging door at the church. You know, while the, the it's like, uh, who is it? I, mean, I don't want to mention any of those guys. But anyway, so <laughs> it's like ent entering into this. As you open the door, suddenly, ta-da! Being right and just in the eyes of God. In the eyes of? Pastor Dilip. Dada and Mama. Hmm? In the eyes of? Right and just. Say just. I don't know if we have this justice. Uh, you know, understand, God is, God is plenty concerned about justice. Everybody say the word justice. justice. Say justice. justice. Say justice. justice. Somewhere in the, you know, in... Uh, uh, it seems this is a word that's uh, sort of getting uh, archaic or something. I don't know if that's the word to use, but it seems to be sort of in the church. It's, uh, it's not a, uh, something that should ring. It should ring in the church. Justice. Right and just in the eyes of God. Hallelujah. Without righteousness, everything in the scriptures fall apart. 
the god of the bible um, there is no existence for the god of the bible without righteousness the bible falls apart without righteousness nothing works it's the it is it is it is it is what it is that's why they they declare 24/7 holy 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 yes lord god oh my that's it it is who the rock solid foundation righteousness is an attribute inherent of god there is no god without righteousness the god of the bible does not exist yes and god is our inheritance we we will be coming towards that yes righteousness is inherent is is of god in fact like we we uh, we say um we say peace of god you will find it uh, repeated many times in scripture the righteousness of the righteousness of peace of god power of god righteousness of it is connected to his faithfulness you cannot be faithful without righteousness men wake up women wake up children wake up you cannot be faithful without righteousness let it sink in you cannot be faithful without righteousness it is uh, connected to his faithfulness god's faithfulness god's truthfulness Shh. truthfulness say truthfulness it's all yeah in a, it cannot be separated you walk in righteousness you speak the truth is uh yeah that's how it is you speak the truth recently i was uh, uh, there was a song that was uh, playing and uh, uh, i happened to catch the lyrics of the song and uh, um somewhere in between that song a secular song um the lyricist has said that uh, a lie uh, a lie is helpful sometimes a lie is never helpful the truth will set you free amen the truth will set you free have you ever lied dami have you ever lied okay make a decision i never want to lie in my life is intrinsic to righteousness michael have you ever lied i hope you regret it i hope it hurts when you lie danny have you lied it must it must be something you decide do not want to lie make i know people men uh, children of god men of god who have turned the world upside down by this one decision I know people of God that have turned their entire uh, neighborhood upside down by one one decision. I'm not going to lie. 
Righteousness is foundationally connected to truthfulness. Say truthfulness. Husband, say truthfulness. It's also foundationally connected to promises. The promises of God work because God is righteous. He is not man that he should. That's the word. See, they're all interconnected. So you want righteousness to grow in your life? You deal with all these areas. Deal with it. Deal with it. Don't, don't, uh, don't uh, relax on it because I'm telling you, a lie opens the door to another lie. And before you know it, that lie multiplies. Speak the truth. They'll set you free. Let your yes be yes and your no be no. Foundational. Let your yes be yes. Something that we, you know, uh, we compromise with, you know, or what will he feel like? What if, you know, you know, no, let your yes be yes. Can you come for dinner today? No. Ah, no, today. And then, you know, at the last minute we'll cancel. I don't know, it gets things worse, doesn't it? It's a simple example, but lie makes things worse. Lying makes things worse. God's promises work because he is righteous. He is righteous. <clears throat> Hallelujah. So the church must be a bastion of righteousness. Church must be a fortress of righteousness. The church must always celebrate righteousness. People entering the church should hear songs of righteousness. Somebody say amen. amen. They should hear songs of righteousness. And the thing about this is, God's all, the second thing I want to mention here, is that God's all-encompassing righteousness means that everything that is opposed to him is sin. Righteousness requires that that which is opposed to that is called. Therefore, we must call things righteous and we must call that which is opposed to righteousness. Let me hear the word. I can't hear the word. God takes it deadly serious. The corruption that is in this world, the scripture says, is by sin. Praise God, you've escaped it. Somebody say amen. amen. Praise God, it's a terrible corruption. You know, if you're not meditating on the scriptures, you, you will not realize that these are very serious subjects. You will, you will, you will realize that people are playing with fire. In Romans chapter 3, verses 25 and 26, I think you put it up there. Romans chapter 3, verses 25 and 26. God displays publicly, He displayed publicly as a propitiation in His blood through faith that was to demonstrate His righteousness because in the forbearance of God he passed over the sins previously committed it says he demonstrates his righteousness how 
How does he demonstrate his righteousness? Publicly, propitiation in? God is not indifferent about sin. Yeah, it can happen to us that, um, you know, in the, in the sort of, uh, what do you call it, in the regularity of our meetings and, uh, you know, uh, our, we, it kind of becomes certain daily routines we have in the Christian life. We, we, we might think that this sin is like a, uh, yeah, it's like, you know, okay, it's like sin is something that, um, you know, no. God does not regard it lightly. Always be ashamed of sin. Are you ashamed of sin? It is very important to be ashamed of sin. There will be a strong reaction to sin, always. I bless you with a strong reaction to sin. That you are, a, you are a warrior, you are a soldier in, in a battle uh, to, to um, rid this world. Praise God. Do you see yourself like that? Or have you surrendered already? Do you know when you preach the gospel, you are in a battle to rid the world of sin? And when you declare the teachings of Christ and the word of God, you are in a battle against sin. You know, there is a vision that every preacher and teacher must have. Every musician that works in the, in, in the church. Every one of you should have a vision to rid your congregation, your areas of influence of sin. Out! That every time you preach, people must hear that echo from 2,000 years ago. Sin no more. Sin no more. Sin no more. I do not condemn you, but sin no more. Is there no one to condemn you? Neither do I. But sin, go and sin no more. Sin no more. Sin no more. Say it with me. Sin no more. Sin no more. Let's do it uh, like a, let's try and have a godly chant. Let's do it together. Sin no more. Sin no more. Sin no more. See, we don't seem to be very comfortable with it. You're echoing the words of Jesus. God condemns sin. He condemns sin and he carried out that condemnation on his own son. I wanted to, to uh, 
rattle you in, in, within your soul. You must feel the, the, it must, sin is not a joke. Sin is not mere entertainment. Sin is not some light. God put the condemnation of sin on his son. Let me repeat that. God put the condemnation of sin on his son. Do you have children? That's right. He emptied himself, came down. And God the father, I mean I have a son. He condemned his son and delivered him up for us all. To make a way of salvation for us so we can walk away from sin. Jesus is that door condemned and resurrected so that we can walk away from sin. There's a hunger you must feel every day to be rid of unrighteousness, to be rid of it and to follow righteousness. Because you love the one who gave his only begotten son. Whoever believes in him would not perish but have everlasting life. His church and disciples must both condemn sin as God condemned sin and declare his grace through the cross. This is our job. And you write a song to glorify God. Condemn sin, glorify his grace. Are you listening? When you write a song, as a believer, as you write a song, condemn sin, glorify his grace. Praise the Lord. Let people hear. Let people know what is wrong is wrong. What is right is right. Because this is very serious. Amen, church. Amen. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst. May the Lord fill us with the hunger and thirst for righteousness. That our church would be a place where righteousness is glorified. That all forms of unrighteousness is brought low to the feet of Jesus. Is destroyed, every speculation is destroyed. I know the Lord is convicting you. I know the Lord is convicting you. There are things you need to give up. There are things you need to give up. Praise the Lord. Blessed and satisfied. If you have a lack of satisfaction, there's a lack of righteousness. All the Colgate toothpaste is not going to do it. All the banks in the world are not going to help. Righteousness. You need the righteousness that proceeds from heaven. Somebody say amen. Today you can sleep with a, with a peace that is the peace of God because you have partook of the righteousness of God. 
man, you can sleep with the peace of God because you partook of the righteousness of God. You said, yes, Jesus. Yes, Lord, you're my Lord. You're my Savior. You are all that matters to me. Then sleep with the peace of God. Amen. Amen, amen. Praise the Lord. Let every day, let every day testify to learning righteousness. Submitting to righteousness. Confessing our sins. Praise the Lord. Do not go to bed without confessing your sins. I tell people every moment you pray, you don't necessarily have to do it um, uh, you don't necessarily have to do it uh, in a public proclamation. As you even walk up to, to pray in a public setting, as you walk, take those moments to confess with your heart because you are handling, yes, you are touching the righteous one. God is merciful. Praise God. He's so merciful. He's so merciful. But immerse your heart and mind in the scriptures that you may not take sin lightly. I want to repeat that. Immerse your heart and mind in the scriptures that you don't take sin lightly. Maybe some friends of yours introduced you to some sin. Maybe some friends at school. But sin is sin. Walk away. Walk away. Run away. You know, I remember sharing this at, at a camp. Or at a church, I cannot remember, but uh, I, I shared, it is better to destroy that mobile phone than use it for unrighteousness. Praise the Lord. Praise God. You know, give in your smartphones, get dumb phones. If there's a problem, give in your smartphone, get radical. Get radical about it. You know, because righteousness matters. Righteousness matters. Praise the Lord. Do your love life a favor. If you plan to have, a, have an exciting love life with your wife, get rid of that stuff. If you plan to get married, get rid of that stuff. Because it is draining the life out of you. It is causing a destruction in your life. You know, I'm hoping. So after the reason I shared that, I, I, that this was spoken at a camp or at a church is because there were results. There were results. There were results. Young people gave in their smartphones and decided to have dumb phones. Smart move. In the eyes of heaven. That boy is smart. Praise God. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Righteousness. Righteousness will increase pleasure. Righteousness will increase pleasure. I speak in mysteries. Those of you who are planning to get married, you may have a discussion with me later. But I tell you, righteousness increases pleasure. Praise the Lord. Righteousness makes you sleep better. 
Amen. Righteousness makes your food taste better. Praise God. It makes your eyes shine brighter. Unrighteousness, opposite effects. The Bible says that the Lord lifts your countenance. Righteousness lifts your countenance. Strikers coming before you can't get past because it's so much light. (laughs) The presence of God. (laughs) I had that effect on certain strikers. Some of them are... (laughs) Certain strikers, I had that effect. Pastor... (laughs) It does things. It does things. Invest in righteousness, church. Invest in righteousness. Have a smile on your face. Not because you didn't invest money here or there. Have a smile on your face because you invest in righteousness. Glory. Glory. Did you invest in righteousness? Have a smile on your face. Oh man, the satisfaction. I want to say the word, satisfaction. The satisfaction of knowing that you did something that put a smile on your father's face. Glory. Such joy knows no limit. Praise God. Praise God. Praise the Lord. Amen, amen, amen. This evening I want to encourage you. I encourage you to, to cling to God. I do not know what, what, what it was like yesterday. I do not know what it was like today. But the Lord is saying, today if you hear my voice, do not harden your heart. Do not harden your heart. If there is, a, um, there is a, a, an area of backsliding, do not harden your heart. He made him who knew no sin to become sin on our behalf. That we might become the righteousness of God. This evening, I want you to know, no matter how you failed yesterday, this evening, right now, in your heart, you say, thank you, Lord, for Jesus. That, Lord, I'm forgiven because of the blood of the cross. You become the righteousness of God. (sighs) The righteousness of God. Praise God. Is that exciting? This evening, even as you spoke to God today, I want you to, the the work of the cross is so great. In that split second, you have become the righteousness of God. You don't need to turn back. You need to look forward and decide to follow Jesus. Look forward and decide. Sin no more. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. The Bible clearly indicates clearly teaches the complete work of the Holy Spirit in our life as far as righteousness is concerned is, is, um, uh, I can put it in three three points, okay? The Bible clearly indicates the work of the Holy Spirit concerning righteousness in our lives can be put in these three three, uh, um, dynamics that the Spirit of God does. Number one, He reveals and convicts us what are the requirements of righteousness. He reveals it to us. You know all the Ten Commandments by heart. You see a car go past and your eye lingers a little too long. And a commandment comes up. Which one? Do not covet, says man with experience. Yes. <laughs> 
Do not lust. Do not covet. So he reveals to you. This is why I encourage you to buy heart scripture. This is why the scripture says, memorize. How can a man keep his way pure? Memorize, yes. Huh? By, by? According to his word. By hiding the word of God which he, the Holy Spirit has revealed. Today evening, I'm telling you, it's not an accident that these things are uh, exploding in your senses, that you're understanding it. It's because of the Holy Spirit. It's the only reason. It's because of the Holy Spirit. If you're understanding it, it is because of the Holy Spirit. He's revealing. He's convicting. The second thing the Holy Spirit does is to make us fall at the feet of the cross. For imparted righteousness. Amen. Praise the Lord. Every day is a new start. Praise God. Praise the Lord. Every day is a new start. I want you to, the devil lie to you that you're a failure. You're not a failure if today you hear the voice of the Holy Spirit. Are you listening? You're not a failure if today you're hearing the Holy Spirit. I mean the story of the Gospels. It's Jesus meeting failure after failure and their lives were transformed. For us to fall at the feet of the cross for imparted righteousness. You know, and when that imparted righteousness, you understand it, you, you, you have meditated on it, you have received that blood of Christ upon you. Be confident. What is the... What is the um, Evidence of it, confidence in the presence of God. Let me tell you something, confidence. This is why, you know, we're making such a, such a you know, we, we are irritating you with asking you to say praise the Lord. You understand? Because uh, the imparted righteousness and you understand the power of the blood, then there's a confidence in the presence of God which is expressed Yeah, in worship. In the congregation of the righteous. It is when you face the enemy, you need to be still. Or keep quiet. Or when he tells you to keep. Otherwise, seven days you're shouting. Was it six days? I should get it right. Huh? Okay, whoever is confident, please answer. <laughs> huh? Ah, oh, they shouted, that's right. So there is, there is that shouting. There is that expression of confidence. Amen. 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 Praise the Lord. He has predestined victory for you. He predestined victory for you, not defeat. You are more than conquerors. In the same passage that says, who will condemn? You are more than conquerors. In the same passage that says, who will condemn? Who will judge? Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise God. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. The third thing the Holy Spirit does is He transforms our character. This is where... Many of us are very lazy. 
Yeah. The revelation happens because, you know, the pastor is revealing it in Revelation Church. The convicting happens because the Holy Spirit is here and the conviction is happening. And we know about imparted righteousness. Am I right? Does everyone know about imparted righteousness? Yes, you do. And God has set things in place so that every time you partake of it, you receive the imparted righteousness. Praise the Lord. But one area in which we tend to be lazy is this area where the Holy Spirit wants to change you. Glory, He wants to change you. The things that I used to do, I do them no more. Praise God. Transformation. I am not the same. The Spirit of God is changing me. Transforming me in the likeness of Jesus. This is the work of righteousness in the scripture. This is the complete counsel. I, I realize that many people are, if you ask them about righteousness, they, they, can, they either know one part of this, they, most of them know the second point. The first point they're not very clear about. But I want you to know, if you know what is right, it's because the Spirit of God convicted you. It's a revelation. It's a vision. It's no small thing you know that something is right and that something is wrong. It's not a small thing you know that adultery is adultery. It's not a small thing. It's like John on the island of Patmos. It's that big a revelation. You qualify in the group of the prophets of old and the prophets of the, of the New Testament and the apostles because you know what is sinful in the eyes of God. It is not something, it's not a light thing. It's a massive, uh, heaven has moved to ha- uh, make you understand that's, that, that this is wrong and this is right. Heaven has moved. You have a vision of God. Yes, you have a vision. And then of course, righteousness is not complete till that transformation must take place. Work out your salvation. Work it out. Work out your salvation. That transformation. Praise God. Hallelujah. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness. Hunger and thirst for righteousness. To hunger and thirst for righteousness is to hunger and thirst for change. Uh, I do not know. I was speaking to somebody just today. And uh, he's about to, you know, celebrate half century soon. Doesn't mean you don't change anymore. I think I'm about to celebrate soon. It'll be probably close to three decades after having known Jesus. I, I still remember the first time I, I, uh, I accepted Christ. One of the, um, one, of the, um, one of the checks that I placed on myself was that Jesus was with his disciples three and a half years. And after three and a half years, the disciples yeah, turned the world right side up. So one of the things that I was doing after I got saved is I was counting down to three and a half years. None of you have done that? Because, you know, uh, three and a half years, and I, it's, it's time to fly. 
Hmm? Yeah. So be ready to fly every day. Walking with Jesus. Walking with Jesus. Be ready to fly. Change. 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 Suddenly you speak a word and the, and the deaf will hear. You speak, you speak a word. You, you, you say hi to somebody and they're slain in the spirit. You're praying for someone across the oceans and miracles take place. He's changing me. I love that song. He's changing me. Jesus is changing me. Jesus is changing you. The work of a refining fire is changing me. Tonight something spectacular will happen. I'm encouraging you, go home and pray like you've never prayed before. Take the opportunity. You know, this is a mountaintop experience. Spending time with the word of God, Jesus has imparted something. Go home and pray. Pray for those things that you need to submit before God. Expect to see some tremendous miracles. Praise God. Expect to see some miracles. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Amen, amen. Praise God. Praise the Lord. There's one more thing I want to mention and I will close with this. Is Jesus changing you? Is Jesus changing you? Is Jesus changing you? And he's going to change things around you. This is the year. This is the time. He's going to change things around you. Child, you pray for somebody, they get healed. Yes. Because Jesus is changing me. Jesus is changing you. If we were to live like Jesus, I'm quoting a a man of God. He said, if we were to live like Jesus and uh, display the righteousness of heaven, our popularity and life expectancy in this fallen world is drastically compromised. You want to end with this point? The reason I'm quoting this is to understand what kind of change the Spirit wants to bring about. I will repeat it again, yes. (laughs) If we were to live like Jesus and allow the righteousness of heaven to manifest in our life, our popularity in the world, our popularity and life expectancy is under threat. Because if they hated me, they will hate you. Glory. Glory. Hallelujah. Let the righteousness of God manifest through your life. Let it, it's going to transform things. Why does the devil not want the righteousness to manifest? Because it will change things. It will shake up his kingdom. It will shake up the kingdom of darkness. Glory. And you will live as long as God wants you to live. Praise God. Don't live for popularity. Live for righteousness. Seek first his kingdom and his righteousness. And everything that is supposed to be added to you will be added to you. Amen, church. Praise God. Take it up. Take it up. I'm going to live for the righteousness of God. I want to speak the truth in love. I'm going to move in the power of the Holy Spirit. 
Church, I'm going to move in the power of the Holy Spirit. I don't care what the world says. I want to hear him say, well done, good and faithful servant. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for your wonderful presence in this place. Lord, you picked us out. You chose us from the waters of this earth. You chose us, Lord. You picked us out from the multitudes. You appointed us to bear much fruit, a fruit of righteousness. Lord, let our days, I pray that every person that is listening to us, every person in this room, that our days will be, will, the highlights of our day will be where the righteousness of heaven transforms our day. The righteousness of heaven, the wisdom of God enthralls us. It's the joy of the day to hear what proceeds out of the mouth of God. Lord says, yes, I'm going to change you. The Lord says, yes, I'm going to change you. I want to fill you with such confidence. And your face will shine like the sun. Glory. Your face will shine like the sun. Mm. Thank you, Lord. The Lord is destroying the works of unrighteousness. He's destroying it. That which has got its hooks inside your flesh. He is breaking those chains. The anointing breaks the yoke. The devil you have no right on the blood-washed saints of God, on the blood-washed children of the saints of God. Thank you, Jesus. Ah, no, no, no. Out, out. Thank you, Jesus. The Lord is speaking clearly to you. He has spoken to you what you must do. Son of man, do not, do not, do not, do not. Reject the counsel of God. Do what the Holy Spirit is asking you to do. Amen. Amen, amen. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Yes, blessed and satisfied. Blessed and satisfied. Happy to be envied. Satisfied. Hallelujah. Walk with me, says Jesus. Walk with me. Walk with me. Yes. I will show you great and mighty things. Hmm. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Praise the Lord. The Lord is doing something absolutely amazing. Absolutely amazing. Mm, fear not. Fear not. Perfect love casts out all fear. Look at the eyes of Jesus. Look into his face. Fully. Perfect love casts out all fear. Out. No, you don't need that anymore. You don't need it anymore. You don't need that anymore. No. Mm. Let God arise and enemies be scattered. Let God arise, his enemies scatter. Thank you, Jesus. Mm. You will search for me, you will not find him anymore. Mm. Amen. You won't find him anymore. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Praise God. 
And the son of righteousness, amen, will rise with healing in his wings. Praise God. God bless you. Hello, this is Nisha Dilipkoshi. I'm sure this podcast has blessed you. Do subscribe to our channel for more messages and follow us on social media to stay connected. May God bless you.